Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Fan and the Fanatic with Greg and Matt. Um, all right, well, you know what? Let's just get straight into it. So, got some basketball and uh, baseball talking here. A little bit of football, not too much, but let's start off, as we usually do, with some good news uh, with the University of Hawaii men's volleyball team, who are now the national champions Back to back, let's let's hear it for the bows, man. Um, they swept Long Beach uh, in straight sets, three zero. Um, they are always kind of our rival, so I'm sure sweeping them must have felt really good. Um, kind of building a l- nice little dynasty here, maybe. Uh, we can hang our hat on you know one dynasty of Hawaii. I mean, it used to be the women's volleyball, right? But Hey, if we can build up that men's volleyball too, it's only gonna help the athletics department. Um, we can sell tickets. only program that's caring though. Yep, we're gonna just need to sell tickets across the board. Doesn't matter what sport it is. They have golf tickets. We should go support the Hawaii golf team, <laughs> <laughs> or or just let us play alongside with them. I don't know. We got to do something. Raise money for UH. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh but yeah, anyway, congrats, uh, go Bows, and uh, let's make it a three peat, huh? How about that? Three peat next year. Let's go for trifecta. That. Trifecta. Okay. Um. So basketball. Uh, there are a couple games today. Uh, let's just check in real quick on our picks and how we're feeling. Um, I'll go first really fast. So feeling mm, the West. I'm feeling good after tonight. You know, Suns won. Uh. The East, I'm a little, getting a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie, I'm getting a little nervous. I thought the Bucks were gonna take a take care of business business at home. Um, we'll get into it a little bit later, but I think it is now getting more and more evident how much they are missing Chris Middleton um, on that team. So still, you know, I still got faith in Giannis. Uh, need more from Drew and the supporting cast. Um, but you know they got the experience. They're they're the defending champs. Going to give them the benefit of the doubt for now. Um, still sticking with my picks. Um, so yeah. All right. Me too. Me too. I got the Bucks in the East, like you. And yeah, like I'm not panicking, but I'm not thrilled. And it kind of sucks though, because I really think if Middleton didn't get injured. They would kind of be coasting, I think, at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. But South Sports is right, so eh, okay with the Bucks. The West, I am like cloud nine, sky high confident. I mean, the Warriors are looking pretty scary to me, and I think we might get that dream matchup that everyone's been wanting, right? Golden State Phoenix, especially looking when closer and closer. Yeah, even with Jaw though, like unfortunate that he got hurt, but I, I just didn't see the Grizzlies coming up this year. I think they're one or two years away from getting over the top. So still hanging with my picks. So far, none of my teams are facing elimination, which is the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see after uh game five of the Bucks and Celtics though. <laughs> yeah, we'll see after that one. Tomorrow. That might change. Um yeah. Um, all right. Well, 
let's just get a little bit deeper into these games then. Uh, so starting off today, uh, Miami absolutely obliterated Philadelphia after Philly won two straight in Philadelphia. Um, you know, it was looking like, you know, they were kind of turning this, you know, that series around. James Harden, especially, who needed to step up, stepped up big in game four. And then no one showed up in Miami for game five. Uh, the Heat ended up winning by, I think, 25 points. Uh, or It might have been more, actually. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. 35. It was 35. They ended up winning by 35 points um, at home. I guess, you know, Philadelphia decided to give up. I don't know. Uh, they just wanted game six at home. So, like I was saying, though, you know, Embiid, he is banged up. Like, it's not just the face, right? He has the, the hand, too, uh, that he's playing through. And obviously, they are, you know, he is the focal point of that offense. So, they're doing everything they can to stop him. And uh, if James Harden doesn't bring it, I think that series is going to be a wrap in Philadelphia. Um, the X fact it's going to come down to James Harden. I mean, we know they got, you know, I like personally i like tobias harris it's just he's never found that groove in philadelphia for whatever reason it is um because he was you know that one of those bubble all-star kind of guys um at one point and he's kind of just faded um plus miami's so deep they're not even playing duncan robinson anymore now it's uh max Struess in this series um that spolster is going with so you know the heat are just like I said, the scary the, the depth scares me. Um, but yeah, I think I think Miami, you know, even if it does go to a game seven, I have full confidence in Miami to pull out that series. Um yeah, I don't know. Just I think Jimmy is gonna be too much for them. Um yeah, he's he's playing kind of like a super superstar during that that bubble run. So um good to see good things from there. Um, did you did you want to say anything about this series? I just want to say one thing about James Harden. I think it's kind of it's just sad. Like I think this is like the end of like his prime, his peak of the power kind of feeling. Like he's going downhill fast. <laughs> it's like you can't call yourself a superstar if you play good in one out of five games. Like no, that doesn't cut it. If you have one bad game. You know, that happens to everybody, but you don't play bad four out of the five games and say, oh, I'm I'm James Harden. I'm the man like I think this is this is coming to the end for him and calling him a superstar. So I guess KD wins right in terms of outlasting the big three OKC <laughs> superstar longevity record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's kind of what I said, right, going into these playoffs, like. I don't believe in Philly because they have James Harden. Like he's a liability on defense. That's been documented on, you know, he'll make one stop a game. Maybe granted it, it has shown, you know, to be the one that counts at times, but you need to play both sides of the ball during in the playoffs at every possession. Right. Um, Maxi, you know, he's kind of on the cusp of turning into uh, one of the superstars. I think he's like, uh, a Jason Tatum that we've seen in the past couple years, he he is gonna make that leap. He's just not quite there yet. Um, I really like Maxi though. He he um, 
I think he is going to have a big game six. I'll call that right now on the pod. I think Maxi at home, he's just super comfortable at home. I think he's going to have a big game six, but I still think that he uh, managed to win. Um, so that's all for that series. And then in the other series, uh, it was close at the half, um, but <clears throat> Phoenix ended up pulling away late uh, from Dallas. Dallas was absolutely ice cold in the second half. Um, at, you know, kind of in games three and four, when they won, they were hitting, you know, all those threes, right? Um, taking and making all those threes, and they could not hit anything tonight in Phoenix. I don't know if Phoenix tampered with the rims or what, but man, they could not. Yeah, um, this wasn't was another stop. It was a thirty point, you know. When I mean, just just going off here, uh, they shot twenty five percent from three this game, and that's kind of been their bread and butter. How they've been winning, um, Suns just keep on being the Suns. Chris Paul been a li- in a little bit of a slump after you know that Pelican series, um, where he helped carry them without book but book man he's just he's that guy um he he's that consistent that's like what you want to see out of your superstar i already thought he had evolved into a superstar last season in that playoff run especially i mean you know you know it's tough to lose in the finals but i thought he showed that you know he he can be that guy to carry a team um and it's exactly like you know nights like tonight i mean he got 20 out of Aiton. You know, a nice 14 out of uh, Bridges and Cam Johnson. But when your team needs you to score, you need to be – and you need to be that number one option. And the other team knows it, and you still go out and get 28 anyway. Um, that's that's that kind of superstar performance I want to see. That's kind of what we've been seeing out of, like, Tatum on the other side, I think. Um, so those two guys, Booker and, and Tatum especially, are – they're cementing their legacies right now, I think, in these playoff runs. Um, but Booker, yeah, I mean, what else can you say about the guy? I mean, Chris Paul gave him basically nothing tonight. He gave him seven on three of eight. I mean, he still dropped 10 assists, but, um, yeah, Suns, Suns looking good. Um, Chris Paul makes his presence felt though, not by scoring, just by being on the floor. That's true. He just, he, he runs the offense. He's the QB of the offense. So he just keeps everyone, everything flowing. They're a yeah. totally different team with him on the floor. Yeah. Yep. And and he plays defense. He, he'll pick up – he knows how to bait Luca into hitting him with a little bit too much shoulder, and he'll pick up – and Luca, it's Luca laughs because he knows exactly what Chris Paul's, Paul's doing. Um, I, I'm just going to throw this out there since we're on this series. Um, I hope the Lakers are watching because uh, Mr. Jalen Brunson is a free agent uh, after this season. Oh, and I, I'm just saying, I think a, a guy like Jalen Brunson is exactly what we need. A point guard that can score. He can even come off the bench and just be a scoring option. You know, kind of like what Malik Monk was this season, but he has a little bit more handle, a little bit more point guard-esque game, something to counteract the Russell Westbrook, you know? Um, and, you know, he's going at their best defenders. He's going at, like, you know... Okay, maybe not Bridges, but he, he can take the rest of the guards, you know, one-on-one and, and still get his shot. Um, I really like Jalen Brunson. I hope the Lakers are watching. I hope they hire a coach really soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, we but, can talk about the coach interviews. Yeah, we'll get that, into that later. Um, so let's quickly 
swap over to the other side. So like we had touched on earlier, Bucks Celtics, that series is uh, now two and two. Um, I was a little disappointed that uh, Boston kind of pulled away in that game four. But like we touched on earlier, Matt, they're really, really missing Chris Middleton in that series, right? Um, kind of saw it down the stretch there when Giannis gets a little bit gassed because he plays so hard, right? <coughs> he plays hard and he he has a lot of minutes. Um, and when the other guys, you know, his other three-point shooters aren't hitting shots, the load goes on him to attack the paint. But, I mean, the star of game four, surprisingly, was Al Horford. <laughs> Al Horford got that. Like, is he the Giannis stopper? I mean, okay, well. I wouldn't say stopper, handler, but. Sorry, handler. I, I don't even, I don't even know where, where that came from, but. Um, well, I will say the Celtics, they're kind of building that wall in the paint, you know, making it a little tough for Giannis to just power his way through. So I think that's a little bit of the reason why. I guess Giannis is kind of gassed at the end and having to work for his shots a little bit more than what you see in the regular season, especially. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, you, we need more out of Drew Holiday if we're going to need. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we want the Bucks. Same winning with his, with his shooting. With how he's been shooting. I mean, he shot 5 of 22 last game. Um, and it's not Jeez, like. Good Lord. <laughs> they're not all bad shots either. It's just like the lit. It, it's like in and out or he, you know, he's in the mid range and he's pulling up. It's the floaters. It's the layups that he just, I don't, he just can't quite get them to go. Um, and I, I like the aggressiveness because he does need to be aggressive. I agree with Middleton out. He needs to be that second option. He just needs to hit like three or four more shots. Like that's all it needs. It might even be two or three more shots. Honestly, if he just hits two or three more shots, maybe a three, a couple twos, or gets fouled a little bit more going to the paint. That's all they need because it was they were in this game and they actually, you know, had the lead before um, Horford and Tatum took over in the fourth. But they're going to need uh, either him or if it's not going to be him, uh, I mean, Wes Matthews played well. Uh, Grayson Allen hit a big three. Connaughton. Um, I don't know. It, someone someone else is going to need to step up. Portis, Brooks Lopez. Um, they're going to need to help. Portis out, needs honest. to play more. I don't yeah. know why Budenholzer is not playing him. I don't. Yeah, he, I, I mean, think he he's pretty good. Minutes. You know, he, he's a 40% plus three-point shooter. Uh, he yeah. plays hard. He can anchor defense. People don't realize he's like seven feet. Um, like, he, he's yeah. not, like, he's a legit center. He's long, too. Got long arms. Yeah, he, you know, uh, long arms. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not really sure what what is going on there, but uh, I mean, maybe counteract him with Giannis. I I don't know why he's going with Lopez. Um, maybe maybe we'll see that adjustment made. Um, but yeah, really need someone to step up tomorrow uh, and help out Giannis, unless Giannis just goes nuclear and drops fifty. <laughs> uh, in Boston, but I guess we'll have to see about that. And then uh, last, Wait, part. I want to say I want to say something about oh, uh, yeah, Drew Holiday because it's kind of a funny thing. So you said Drew Holiday shot 
what did he shoot? Five of twenty-two. Five of twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah. So Drew Holiday, stop shooting like Blaze Takushi. You know, you got to make some shots. You can't just keep jacking up shots like that. And that's just oh, not gonna cut God. it. Okay. Blaze, I know. Blaze, I know you're listening. You cannot shoot five of twenty-two because I know you do that every single time you play basketball. So wait, I just want to. Speaking of Blaze, have you heard anything about? Are we actually playing a black a basketball season, or is that just not happening now? Like you, you, you play with him last, so I don't even know it, what. We're we're still waiting for the the guy that emailed him back. Oh my gosh, we're do you realize we're gonna be playing OBL and basketball at this rate at the same time? Like we're gonna be multi sport <laughs> athletes. We're gonna be we're gonna be who's a we Bo Jackson. Man. We're gonna be like Bo or Dion or something. Like, we're legit gonna be basket. It's like we're I don't know if you played this growing up, but like. I play basketball like pal, you know, and baseball same time, same season, same time. I would obviously all only go to baseball practice, but you know, baseball and basketball during the weekends. It's like I'm like 11 years old <laughs> I'm playing basketball and baseball. Oh man, I gotta stretch because uh, that's gonna be a lot of running for me. Uh, all right, sorry to get us off topic. Let's go no, back no, to, no. to the playoffs. <laughs> Just had to call out Blaze. Blaze, that wasn't me. He did that all on his own. I just want that to be known out there. Um, but yeah, uh, wrapping up that last series, uh, Warriors Grizz. I think it's a wrap, especially with Jaw out. You thought it was over, even with Jaw. Um, they had been playing, you know, playing the Warriors tough. It 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 was. They're all pretty close games. Um, like I said though, um, in the last pod, it's that experience that, you know, kind of that they just need a little bit more experience in the playoffs to Grizz, um, then they'll get, you know, I think they can take it to the next level. I mean, Jaron Jackson was the guy last last game. He was the one doing it all. Um, but then he tried to be a little bit too hero ball, took that three that Draymond was ready for. Uh, that sealed it. Steph hit whatever, six, eight free throws down the stretch, uh, put it away. Um, yeah, I mean, I like a lot of the pieces around the Grizz. Um, I think this is kind of something I wanted to ask you, Matt. So obviously they are close. They're really close. Um, I, I don't think they're going to make it to the conference finals, but West semis are no joke. Do you think they need another piece? Like, do you think they trade for another piece this off season? Or do you think you build around that core and kind of, uh, invest in one of the guys they already have to be kind of that Batman or, I mean, sorry, the Robin to, to the Batman kind of thing. I think you build around it. I think they have something special there. And the guy who needs to kind of elevate to me is Desmond Bain. He's got the potential. I yeah, mean, like, when he's, like when seen. he, yeah, when he's on, I mean, we've seen what he can do. And Jaron Jackson, another guy, kind of, you know, a little inconsistent at times, but you see the flashes, you know, he can, shoot the three he can get you inside and then the guy i like too is tyus jones very consistent backup point guard you know he's just gonna keep the second unit under control and he's a good point guard to have because jaw is kind of injury prone sometimes Mm -hmm. and he definitely can fill in when needed so i say they just gotta they gotta get desmond bain to elevate i think he's the key if he can become Kind of like how the Warriors were with Steph. Like Steph came on first, and then once Clay kind of took off, like that's when they, right? They really went to another level. So they have Desmond Bain can kind of be like Clay, take that next step. 
then I think they'll be just fine. And they got your boy uh, Dylan Brooks uh, as well. <laughs> oh, the Warrior um, fans hate him though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Warrior fans hate him. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, see how it goes. I'm really hoping it's a Warriors Suns uh, Western Conference Finals. Oh yeah, because I think that's gonna be that'd be really fun. Uh, and yeah, once it gets to the conference finals, I'm watching every game. Um, right now, it's like. Man, I have such a hard time watching the first half uh, of games because I just know it doesn't mean anything anymore. Like when when teams are you know consistently come back from like twenty points, 15, 20 points, you know, on a consistent basis, it's like why even watch the first half? Um, I don't know, but I'll be glued to my TV when it comes to that uh, the conference finals. So, um. Yeah, let's see. Let's. I don't know. Did you want to talk about the refs? Because some of them have been a little ridiculous with the some of the tech calls. Uh, I mean, some refs, I guess, are favoring certain teams. It sounds like that's what it looks like to me. That's that's my thing. It's like you know, I I know it's about ratings Ratings. and making money, extending the series, right? Right, but. I mean, no. You some gotta of be, it, it's you're a ref. You gotta be. You gotta be fair. I'm sorry. Maybe they're. I mean, they must be like warrior fans or whoever. Like, I mean, maybe it's just Adam Silver's. Like, hey, guys, I don't know. We, you know, let's not have any sweeps out there. Uh, let's see what we can do. Uh, we don't. You know, we want. We need to keep up. Uh, this is our peak time to bring in all our ratings. So, uh, let's. Uh, Let's keep the games nice and close and uh, interesting, but yeah, they just got to be consistent. It's not a matter of tailoring it to one side, I guess, but just just got to be consistent to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> so Jokic also uh, ended up winning the MVP over Joel Embiid, uh, and I guess Giannis, but it, it was really between those two guys, right? Um, I mean, we talked about this before, um, but yeah, when you just look at the numbers and what, you know, Jokic was able to do, because it is a regular season award, right? Um, And I kind of wanted to bring this up to you, Matt. So I thought this was a really interesting, you know, uh, topic that was brought up on the Hurt, you know, the Colin Cowherd show, The Hurt. so Colin has been out. So Joy Taylor is filling in. He's usually his co-host, but she took over the main role. And she pointed out how, you know, the regular, the MVP is a regular season award, right? Um, and it kind of, you know, helps reward, you know, players. And there's only one. So it, re- it looks really good on a resume and stuff. But it's it's just interesting how we judge more I guess off of championships when it comes to you know a player's legacy uh, and things like that. So, do you think? I'm just curious to um, what's your opinion. Do you think that diminishes the MVP at all? Like, does does winning the MVP mean as much as it used to? You think? I think yeah, but it just depends on the type of player you are. Like if. Michael Jordan wins, what, 10 MVPs? Everybody would be just like, oh, my gosh, like, he's so good. But 
if it's someone with a personality like Jokic, it's like he's just like, you know, no offense to him, but he's just not like he doesn't have that yeah that polar personality or the personality, the aura yeah. of him like so it, it really i mean it kind of sucks though like i think they should be equal because i mean with what Jokic did especially talking about Jokic this year i mean mm-hmm. he had nobody on that team like yeah literally I mean, nobody and he got them to the playoffs and they won a game against golden state mm-hmm. full squad so yeah, I mean, Michael I don't Porter know. was supposed to be there. Obviously, it really, Murray. yeah, yeah. It really just depends on the player and people. They market based off of popularity now. It's all the publicity. Yeah, you don't think if if LeBron won the MVP, everyone would be like, "Oh my God!" Like this is he's the goat. Like you know, they're just gonna talk. But it's Jokic. He's <laughs> he's Jokic. He's like that fat chubby kid meme. Like. <laughs> That's what he is, but I mean, he's so good, but yeah, he, he just doesn't good. have that that yeah. aura to him. So, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'm just interesting if they start to change the criteria um, for MVP to make it more of a maybe a total year, including postseason thing. Um, I don't know. I just think it's funny how we always talk about the Jordan, LeBron, blah blah blah. Oh, Jordan has six. Well. Uh, LeBron is four, whatever, blah blah blah. Um, but we never bring up how many MVPs does each player have. So it's like, how much you know? Like, obviously the MVP is great and everything, but it's like, you know, Harden's an MVP, Russ is an MVP, and how do we look at their legacies overall? Right? I mean, stat patterns essentially is how you know a lot of people see that. But I don't know. I just wanted to get your take on that. I thought I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, uh, let's see what else I want to get into. Uh, the fans are getting nuts. Like people, I mean, remember a little while ago, like was the last month maybe, when the fans were like gluing themselves to the floors. Like it was the Grizzlies and Teagles, right? That yeah. series. I don't know. I I was kind of thinking about this, but everyone is is saying now that it was the Will Smith incident, the Will Smith Chris Rock incident that people huh. feel might be starting to get a little more comfortable from that. Um, Cause did you hear about the Dave Chappelle incident that happened? I don't know if you heard about that. So I haven't last followed week, that, no. last week, Dave Chappelle was performing a comedy set in LA and one of the front people in the front row rushed the stage and tackled him. <sighs> yeah. And like actually got to him and tackled him. Um, you know, and then obviously all the security came and, you know, all, whoever was back, they grabbed them backstage and like stomped them out or something like he had broken arms and like face and everything, um, you know, obviously. But I guess, you know, they were saying like he had like a fake knife or a fake gun as well on his persons. And it's like, how is this stuff even getting through? I don't know. I would just bring this up because, uh, you know, the Chris Paul interaction, right? The fan was there was a, a Dallas fan allegedly a kid or a teenager yeah, right? a teenager that you know allegedly was physically harassing I guess members of Chris Paul's family um mm-hmm. and it's like why you know in this case it seems I don't want to assume anything but you know you're sitting that close to the players uh you it's likely I would say that your family has some money 
right? Especially in Dallas, where you can sit that close courtside um, and maybe feel a little entitled to, you know, hey, this is my, you know, arena. And I, you know, my daddy or my mommy is whatever, letting me in here, blah, blah. I know so-and-so. But it's like the fan entitlement. And we've been seeing this, right? Uh, we, we've talked about some of these instances throughout the season. Like, uh, remember the Nurkic incident when the fan was all up in Nurkic's face, his grandmother passed away from COVID, and, you know, there's, he, they're making all these COVID jokes or remarks or something like that. Uh, it's like, I don't know, these fans are just getting a little too um, comfortable, maybe. And I don't know, do they not see people as humans? I really don't know. But I think uh, we are going to start seeing some changes to uh, – some of the, the seedings in the NBA because some of these are getting a little ridiculous. I don't know. Might have the football seeding, right? Yeah. A little more spread out from from the players. And it's weird because that has never really been a problem. I mean, there's a whole malice in the palace thing, um, right? Um, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, not, not too much has been going on there. But oh, anyway... All right, let's see. Um, man, I don't want to talk about the Lakers because I'm just I don't. Hey, saw... you were the one that brought it up with oh, we need to get Jalen Brunson. But that was like player stuff. The coaching stuff, like we still haven't made a decision. Um, you know, I hope we get one before the free agency period hits because that's gonna be pretty big in recruitment, I think. Um, but you know, I think. Was it Jeannie or sorry, Ramona Shelburne um, at ESPN commented, I think it was on the Rich Eisen show, that like no one knows what the Lakers are doing with their front office, like with their coaching hires. Like, um, doesn't sound like they're gonna get uh, Nick Nurse, according to Masai Ujiri. Doesn't, I mean, the Quinn Snyder, we, we still gotta wait and see, but now we're linked to, you know, Mark Jackson. Um, but he, you know, Mike Brown got the job over him in Sacramento. So maybe we're looking at him. Terry Stotts. Terry, this one, our boy. <laughs> yes, my, our boy. Obviously, it is, you know, I'm a little conflicted. Uh, just not sure, you know, how that would run. I think it's enticing for the Lakers for them to look at Terry Stotts because kind of what we saw in Portland, right? It's he let his stars be the stars, right? He, you know, there wasn't a ton of defense being played always, um, but he let Dame and CJ and those guys do what they wanted, right? And he put faith. So I think if I'm LeBron and I'm looking at Mark Jackson or Terry Stotts, uh, I think it's going to come down to what does LeBron want? Like, really? Do you want that scoring title to have the statistical GOAT status, right? Um, if you want that, I think you you go with Terry Stotts. If you want to try to win and utilize the players you have around you, I think it's Mark Jackson because I think he will be more prone to coaching LeBron than Terry Stotts would. Um, but that's just kind of my my two cents on that. I don't I think you guys should get Mark or you should go for Mark Jackson. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know he didn't really coach that long, but when he was at Golden State, he kind of was the orchestrator to 
the dynasty. He kicked it off. Right. Steve Kirk, you know, he didn't come in with, you know, a totally raw product. Like Steph was already an all-star level. Clay was starting to get his groove a little bit. And Kerr was kind of just, he got the, the finishing touches, right? Draymond and then the Iguodala thing just, it all came together at the right time. So I think Mark Jackson would be a good thing. The only problem though is, is he going to deal with the Lakers front office? Like there's a lot of rumors that the Lakers, at least for Frank Vogel, like they didn't let him pick his coaching staff. And I'm pretty sure Mark Jackson would want to pick his coaching staff. Yeah. Like <laughs> you got to give him the keys to the, to the kingdom. So Jeannie, yeah. I mean, I Come saw, on, I know well, you're I saw a report. I saw, yeah, I saw that report. I think it was LA Times that Jeannie said she was disappointed because of the payroll. Well, uh, you decided to get Russell Westbrook. <laughs> so, so I mean, look yourself in the mirror. Lowry, peeled. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Jeannie. So, you got to get rid of Westbrook or ad or lebron to get jalen brunson because he's <laughs> jalen brunson can get paid mm-hmm. what about the blazers though all right yeah let's let's just hit that real quick so it looks like they've been linked to zach levine um i kind of like it he is he's a, a little bit he's a wing athletic he's he's a wing not known for his defense but you know all-star level um scorer you know he he can get it done he can he's athletic um he can be coached i think it seems like he wants to win so i like that mentality he's not you know uncoachable um what it sounds like so i i, I wouldn't mind you know a damon zach backcourt um and and Frenny? oh they gotta get him back too <laughs> yeah, yeah um go a little small but that's a deadly deadly three if they can um get yep. that together um but you know what matt i i just wanted to get to a little bit of football before we end so um uh, let's see the tom brady news pretty interesting <laughs> um so tom brady confirmed to have signed a deal with fox a 10 year 375 million dollar deal to be the number one analyst um, when it comes to, you know, the Fox broadcast. So he'll be with, I think it's Kevin Burkhart. Kevin Burkhart. um, With Joe and uh, Troy moving over. So, man, interesting. I don't really, I'm curious to see how Brady's going to turn out because, you know, we don't really see... Do you want to start a new meeting? Nah, it's okay. Whatever. Um, sorry, everyone. Got cut out there. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Technical, my spectrum <laughs> just failed on me. Uh, but like I was saying, I don't know how I feel about Brady going into this role. You don't really see like, you know, like MJ never went into a speaking network television role. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that? 
I think he's going to do good, honestly. I mean, Brady. Obviously, obviously, he's going to be good. He, he has to measure against Tony Romo, though, because Tony Romo kind of set that standard as an ex-player who just kind of fell into that nice transition in the booth. So he, he's got he's to gotta compete with Tony. And I'm pretty sure he can beat Tony, right? <laughs> he beat him on the field. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, yeah, I wanted to touch on that. And then, have you heard the new the rumors about the uh, second Dallas team? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, you really? I wanted to get. Your I don't even know who the mayor that like that. You you're out of your mind. Why would you do that? Because they're not going to get any publicity. <laughs> Dallas is the most va- well. The Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable sports franchise in the world, the world. and you're going to try and world. Over all the football slash soccer teams and the Yankees, mm-hmm. I mean, no, that's that's dumb. Like, go to, I don't know, what's a city that needs a team? Portland. <laughs> I mean, a big market. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, shoot, even San Diego. Like, I don't know. Like, California is pretty good. Go back to San Oakland. Diego. You can go to Oakland. Oakland. A lot know. of I options. That was, I, I, that must have pissed absolutely. Every Dallas fan I was before. very upset about that. <laughs> very upset. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's get into baseball. Yeah, you know what? That that's that's good for now. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna take a we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll get into our interview with Wade and uh, some baseball topics. So. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everyone. Um, so now we're gonna hit our uh, baseball part of the show. So I have two incredibly obnoxious Yankee fans with me here. Um, oh, whoa, that that's kind of offensive. So let's just—I'm just honestly—I'm just gonna let them like rant or what, like speak their minds because I know they're all excited. Yankees are doing well, you know. Still, it's only May, but obviously they're really hyped. Uh, I guess, you know, I think for a good reason, actually. Um, but I'll, I'll give my comments a little bit later. How, I just want them to get into it. So <clears throat> just going over real quick today. Uh, so today is Tuesday, May 10th. Um, Yankees played the Blue Jays down 5-3 uh, going into the bottom of the ninth. And... Honestly, their MVP candidate, um, I have to admit, Aaron Judge, who still has not been paid yet, by the way, by Brian Cashman, but uh, came up in a big spot, uh, you know, down two and hit a three-run home run. And I'm sure you both are very, very excited. So, you know what, Wade, you're the guest. Matt, I know you want to speak, but Wade, you're the guest. So why don't you give us (laughs) your, your reaction first? Um, well, I was at work and it was just me and my coworker basically doing our work and I felt kind of, I was uh, more than happy when I got the 
MLB at bat notification when Judge hit a walk off, his first ever walk off home run. It's just beating the Blue Jays like that at home, man. There's almost no better feeling than that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, go go for it. So for me this year, I've actually been like kind of bad luck for the Yankees. I feel like most of the games I watch, they lose. But when I don't watch, they win. So I didn't watch at all through the first eight and a half innings. And then I was at, I was working from home. So, you know, perk, right? I have the MLB TV subscription so I can watch the Yankee games. And I just decided, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to turn this game on. It's only one inning. I'll watch us lose and I'll probably cry after, but. Thank you, Aaron Judge. I'm really appreciative that you made my day today. Um, feels great to be on top of the MLB. That's all I'm going to say. Oh my God. The Kings are back. <laughs> the evil empire is returning. By the way, there are three teams tied with 21 wins. I'm just going to say that. So, Win percentage. Win percentage. True. Very true. What matters is the loss column. That's actually the most important. but well what a great great couple of games though i mean they went on a walk-off today they basically almost had a no-hitter in their last game with their cy young candidate this year i mean this is looking pretty good number 28 i i think i i kind of i taste it i smell it i feel it every emotion it's, it's coming closer i think yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, well, I want to hear both of your opinions. So let's start <laughs> off with, uh, I want to start off with your MVP so far, Aaron Judge. Um, are either of you concerned at all that he has still not been paid? I mean, it, it, he's kind of on this prove it deal, right? Um, and I, you know, he wants that ten year deal. I think you guys are going to end up just having to pay him, right? I mean, I don't see any way you let him walk at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, no way, right? Like, beginning of the season, you know, he was saying, if we don't get an extension done, I want to just focus on the season and we'll, we'll have the talks after that. But I think Judge knows that he's kind of... I mean, he, he is the face of the franchise, basically, right? And there's no way... And I'd be, I'd re, I'd have to think about if I wanted to be a Yankees fan if they let Judge walk after this season. And it, I'm serious, like that's hard. I mean, that's a bold statement to say, not being a Yankees fan. But if they let Judge walk, there's something wrong with this organization, and it's just it would not make sense to me at all. All right, all right, sounds good. Um, I'm kind of curious. So there have been, you know, a lot of bright spots, obviously, uh, for your Yankees in this short amount of time that has elapsed over the regular regular season. <clears throat> but I'm just kind of curious, uh, both of your takes. So um, why don't you both give me one player, I guess, you know, it could be good or bad, kind of you're a little surprised. I guess give me one good and one bad player. 
like one good surprise, something you're happy about, and one kind of disappointment that that you've seen so far throughout the season. So why don't uh, Wade, you give me yours first? Well, surprise, I called it from the beginning. So that oh, mean, but that means you're not surprised then. Okay, okay. I I <laughs> wanted him to do the. I wanted him to do really good, right? I had. I had some expectations for him, but I didn't think that his hitting was going to be as good as it is now. Um, I knew defense. He did have Wait, a rocky even, start. Can you just start? You didn't even say who it is. You gotta say who oh, the player. Oh, sorry. Isaiah Kiner Palefa. There oh, we boy. go. There we go. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so he had a rocky start. You know, I think it's just going back to what Matt said earlier to you about just trying to fit in as a as the shortstop for the New York Yankees, but um, the reason or the what he's producing right now, it's like a very high level, and I'm really surprised about how well he's doing with his hitting and how he really just uh, got comfortable again in his in a position where we needed him to perform. Uh, I mean, I my bad player that I expect more of is the guy we paid a lot of a couple, like a couple years ago, our so-called ace Garrett Cole. Um, I mean, he's, he's getting it done. You know, he, he's two and oh, I think right now, but I think we need a, we need to see a lot more from him because I'm super happy for Nestor that, on how he how good he's doing and like he's really looking at like our ace right now but i shouldn't be have to be surprised about garrett cole stepping up and performing at the level we know we can or he can so yeah i mean garrett cole i need him to step it up a lot more yeah okay sounds good so we got Isaiah kind of for Leffa as a, uh, you know, bright spot and Garrett Cole, a little bit disappointing. Matt, what about you? Okay. So following your definition of a surprise, I guess mine technically fits more with Isaiah as being a bright spot. <laughs> no offense, Wade. Yeah. But I was one of those people in the beginning of the, or at the end of the lockout that said the Yankees need to get Carlos Correa and after he signed with the twins I was like they missed out because they had they had the opportunity to get him on a shorter term contract and that was exact I thought that would have been a win-win because you get Correa for one maybe two years and then hopefully by then you can call up Volpe or Peraza or whoever the next shortstop is you know whoever that next guy is going to be ready so I was like, this is perfect. But then they don't get him. And then they end up getting a kind of older Josh Donaldson. And then IKF was kind of like a throw-in to me. So I really wasn't expecting him to do what he's doing right now. And I said this on the last podcast too. But the one thing that I think IKF is doing really well is he gives balance to the lineup by turning the lineup over to the top. Because if he's in the eight spot and with our nine spot, that's always either going to be Higashioka or Trevino, 
who's our catchers. They're giving us absolutely no offense, which is fine at this point because their defense is off the charts good, and that's helping us in another way. But if you get if Isaiah gets on with a you know a single a walk, it forces that nine batter to come to the plate, and he can do whatever he wants. He can strike out. He can get a hit, but it guarantees in that next turnaround in the next inning that we start with LeMahieu or Judge or one of those top guys in the lineup. And I think over the course of a longer game, uh, you'll see the effects of that coming pretty handily important because getting that extra at bat for LeMahieu or getting that extra at bat for Judge is going to be huge. And that's where they can make their damage. And I think you know, he's the perfect number eight spot batter for this team. And I, I think that really goes unnoticed for Isaiah. And I'm really happy for him. He's representing Hawaii perfectly right now. And hopefully he can add a ring to that this year. <laughs> but will. to answer the, I like the confidence because I, I think they will too. But okay. the guy that I'm kind of disappointed with. So there's actually two uh, but I'll go on the side of this one. So this player, you know, he was a gold glove player last year, former all-star, and that's Joey Gallo. I think he's been kind of a pretty big disappointment. Um, I think he has two home runs this entire season. Um, I, I thought um, this is going to be kind of like his year with what we were going to see from Rizzo. Like Rizzo's kind of gotten off to that hot start, you know, hitting short porch home runs. You know, I think he has nine so far. So I thought that's what we were going to see from Gallo. A lot of home runs. He's going to strike out, walk, but it just, the power hasn't been there. And I think it's a little concerning that he only has two home runs at Yankee Stadium, especially after he's been traded, because we can kind of give him a pass for last year. It's very hard to, come into a new organization mid-season you have to learn everything so you kind of give him a pass but this year you know he went through spring training he's got a full season ahead and he he hasn't gotten off to the greatest start so I think I'm a little disappointed but I, I think he'll turn it around I hope if he doesn't turn it around in two months then uh, I don't know we might need to let him go next year but <laughs> I'm a little disappointed with him so far. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I like both those answers. Um, I'm surprised. Severino? No? You guys aren't a little disappointed by Severino? Or you, you just expectations? I think he's great. High? I think he's doing great. Oh. Agreed. Especially how much time he's missed in the recent yeah. years. I think he's performing pretty well. All right, nice. Well, yeah, I mean, Yankees are looking really good right now. Um, <clears throat> so I guess the other issue, you know, it's it seems like for the most part, you guys have your your pretty solid um, core guys. I'm just a little curious. So um, I guess, Matt, you kind of wanted to maybe touch on this. So uh if you guys had to pick your starting nine right now, best starting nine, uh, I'm going to assume, you know, most of them are going to be kind of the same picks. 
Um, but why don't why don't one of you just run down real quick? Um, I mean, you know, we got the obvious ones. So, um, but I'm I'm kind of curious, yeah, um, to see what what you guys think because there are some positions that I think you could look to improve. Um, kind of don't have that complete solidarity yet in the lineup. So, what what do you guys think? Wait, I'll give you the floor first as the guest. Right. Um, <clears throat> so catching, I'd put Higashioka behind the plate. Uh, first base, Rizzo. I <clears throat> I don't know about second base, but I think I'm just going to go with Glaber at second. Uh, Isaiah starting short. I put uh, DJ at third, LeMahieu. I'd put uh, Gallo in left. I'd put Judge in center. I'd put Stanton in right. And I'd probably DH uh, Donaldson. Interesting. Yeah. So no yes. Aaron Hicks there. I'm kind of. So uh, I was never sold on Hicks. You can ask one of our other friends, Brandon. But okay. for a while, I just didn't think we should have paid Hicks as much as we did. Uh, yeah, just not on my starting nine. Okay, okay. I like I like the decisiveness. Matt, what about you? That's pretty pretty similar to mine, but a little different. So catching, I would have Higashioka as well. First base, I would have Rizzo. Second base, I would have DJ at second base. Because DJ, he's a lot better at defense than Glaber. Yeah. DJ's won a gold glove at second base. So I want him there. Isaiah at short. At third, I want Donaldson. He's also an above average defender. I want him solidifying that hot corner. In the outfield, I want Gallo in left. Judge in center, he's proven to be very capable to play center field at a high level. And Stanton in right. I think Stanton plays a lot better when he has rhythm batting as well as being on the field and making that impact. He, he's not, I think he gets a little too in his head when he's just a DH and he plays a lot more looser playing the field. And he's proven that he can play the field. And DHing, I would have Glaber DHing. I think Glaber's bat, it's good enough to be in the lineup when he's when he's right, but I just I don't want that costly error in the playoffs, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just worry. Like in the regular season, you can platoon, whatever, but I don't want you to make a critical error in the playoffs. So I got Glaber at DH. And odd man out, Aaron Hicks. I can't personally. I can't stand Aaron Hicks. Wow. Okay. I can't stand Aaron Hicks. I'm kind of surprised. I know the numbers say that he's doing exceptional this year. Right. Because I'm looking at the numbers. He has a top ten. He's top ten in on base percentage, and I know that's like the modern baseball stat. Nobody cares about average. All they care is about on base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS. But to me, you gotta be able to hit when you have runners in scoring position and he has got to be the worst at that. I mean, not even just getting a hit, just being situational. When you have a runner on third with less than two outs, hit the ball in the air. <laughs> or if there's bases loaded one out, 
just don't do the one thing that you're supposed to like not do. And he literally does that, which is ground into a double play. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's pretty devastating and frustrating. And that's how you lose games in the playoffs. Let me tell you, because runs come pretty difficult in the playoffs with top-notch pitching. So that's unacceptable to me. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I was just, curious what you guys have to say because obviously you guys are following more than me but i was just oh and at... and garrett cole as starting pitcher game one oh, yeah okay yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah i was just curious because you know um yeah like higashioka's hitting 140 with a 200 on base percentage um you know you got gallo hitting 183 torres hitting like 209 right now um and, you know, like, like you guys are saying, Aaron Hicks, you know, has a 400 on base percentage right now with a 243 average. So I was just kind of surprised. But, uh, I mean, you guys follow it a little more than me. Um, but, okay, you know what? I think we're good on the Yankees. That was like a lot. Um, well, you guys got it all out. Congrats. You guys so have when are we go- When are we going to go to the parade? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, congrats. Uh, you know, you guys do have the best record in the league currently. Uh, I'm just going to touch on my Dodgers real quick. So, I mean, we're not getting like a ton of the media hype or anything. Um, but, you know, we're just doing our thing as we should, you know, with, with the team that we have and the team that we have paid for, especially. Um, you know, we're doing our thing. We're, you know, one game back from you guys from the best record in the league actually well technically it's half a game back because we're you guys are 21 and 8 we're 20 and 8 um it's it it i mean when our offense is clicking like we're we can like easily beat any team in the league just some days there are just days nobody decides to show up kind of thing and that's that was kind of a little bit of my concern last year where it was like an all or nothing type of thing um i'd like to see a little bit more consistent like three four runs kind of you know every night instead of these 11 and then it's like one the next day or like eight and then it's like two the next you know what i mean um obviously you'd like to see that and i am just so happy by the way that we have freddie freeman on our team i just need to say that like because he is like on fire right now no one's really you know he's kind of quiet he's not hitting home runs um, or anything like that but I mean he is just he has been absolutely lights out for us especially with you know some of our you know regulars that we've seen throughout the past uh, several seasons Max Munt, Max Muncy, Justin Turner those guys have been kind of slumping so um, good to see Freddie you know and Trey and even Mookie now uh, starting to pick back up again uh, which is always something you want to see. Gavin Lux has been probably the biggest surprise so far, um, biggest consistency there. So, you, I mean, obviously you love to see that, but um, yeah, it's not gonna. I'm like I said, I'm not gonna overhype anything. I'm not gonna get too down on anything. I'm just hoping everyone can stay healthy for the most part, um, you know, and uh, we can just you know keep doing our thing. So. Are you worried about the bullpen, though? You know, surprisingly, I have to say, um, Kimbrel has been, you know, pretty solid, actually. Um, 
I was a little worried because, you know, I thought we were kind of molding uh, Gratterall, right, to be our, you know, um, like, closer. Uh, he hasn't panned out, you know, great. And I think he got hurt, too. So he he's he's kind of banged up right now. Uh, a lot of guys coming and going. You know, your boy, Andrew Heaney, still on the DL. <laughs> Um, it's only a matter of time. See, he's not even playing. He's not even contributing to the team. Just eating money. Well, you know, it's only a matter of time. But hopefully, you know, we come back uh, pretty strong. I have to say though, this the bright spot for the Dodgers has been this uh, Tyler Anderson. Uh, I'm not even like really sure who he was or like even where he came from. But you know, he's actually been really good for us tony gonsolin has been really good for us surprisingly my who the guy i thought was going to take the lead as and you know contend with walker to be the ace was you know julio uh Urias. and i mean it's not like he's putting up bad numbers necessarily um it's just that the rest of our starters are just doing so well right now um it's kind of ridiculous it's kind of a spoil of riches but I mean, yeah, the bullpen—it's gonna need some work. Obviously, I'm—I'm I'm expecting some trades around the deadline. We'll see. But you know, like I mean, Trinan's hurt, Gratterall's hurt. Uh, we'll—we'll kind of see from there. But for the most part, I'm just gonna run down this ERA really quick because it's kind of insane. So Walker Bueller, four and one, has a one nine six. Clayton, I mean, we might re-sign him again. He's four and zero oh with a one eight ERA. ERA. Tony Gonsolin, 3 0 with a 1 3. Julio, uh, 2 2 with a 2 10. And then Tyler Anderson, 3 0 with a 2 7 8. I mean, we, I'm pretty sure we have the best rotation in all of baseball right now. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, we can stay consistent. If four out of those five guys can go in the postseason and, you know, one of them to give us extended innings throughout the playoffs, uh, like three, four innings when we need. Like I, I would feel really good. Just that bullpen, we might need to tweak up a little bit. But other than that, yeah, um, I'm feeling pretty good. I think right now the Dodgers are one and the Yankees are two in pitching, so mm-hmm. I can live with that. Yeah, <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough with our team. Let, let's just run through. I just want to talk about the Angels. Um, it's OBG. kind of our our surprise team, right? You know, Shohei's having fun. Mike Trout is on fire. Uh, I don't know if you guys are a little worried about the Angels uh, in the American League there, but it seems like they finally have some pitching. Uh, obviously, we see they have young pitching talent, right? Um, today, what's his name? Detmer, I think. Um, Reed Detmer, I'm pretty sure that's his name. Uh, yeah, so he, Reed Detmers. Yeah, oh, Detmers, sorry. Uh, 22 years old through a no hitter tonight. Uh, and the Rays put up a 12 spot at, or sorry, Angels put up a 12 spot at home against the Rays. Um, you guys have got to feel good about that. You know, I don't know if you guys saw, but, uh, did you guys happen to catch Rendon's at bat too? (laughs) (laughs) So that was kind of crazy. I mean, so, you know, the Rays were down eight zero. I think it was the top of the eighth or something like that. Um, but oh no, sorry, bottom of the eighth. It was the bottom of the eighth. 
the Rays were down 8-0. They want, didn't want to throw any of the guys, so they go with their you know, good old reliable position Brett player. Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips, the guy that the haunted me uh, in that World Series run with the broken bat single off Kenley. Uh, other than that, you got to love Brett Phillips, but he comes in, lets up a two-run nuke to Mike Trout. <laughs> Two batters later, uh, Anthony Rendon comes up hitting left-handed and hits an absolute nuke to right center, you know, off a of I think it was like a 50 mile per hour lob pitch. Too. The slow pitch softball pitch. That was also softball. that was his only hit of the night too. And for his only hit of the night, but to hit a home run because we seen like I remember Baez did that a couple years ago, right? Uh, when yeah. he was on the Cubs, and he put like it, it was one of those lob pitches, but he put a good hack into it, and he only got it to you know the outfield. Rendon, it's like he just kind of sat on it. It didn't even look like, I mean, it looked like he hit it hard, but not like a really hard swing or anything from the left side, uh, but he took it to right center. I don't know. Um, poor Brett Phillips, but uh, yeah, things are looking up for the angels. I'm kind of surprised. Um, it's, you know, they're pitching They're They're finally have some pitching. I think Cindergaard has been a really good uh, starter for them. And they're just kind of out hitting everyone. I mean, they got Marsh trout Otani Rendon's not really hitting, but you know, uh, Jared Walsh, and then of course Taylor Ward, who's been like their number one guy. So they're just kind of hitting everyone, um, and they got some pitching now to go with it. Kind of worried for uh, Jaden's Mariners, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he's he's feeling. We'll, we'll check on him in a couple weeks. Uh, get let the season kind of run through a little bit more. Uh, see how he feels. I think the Mariners are like middle of the pack in the. In the AL West, they're probably sitting. I think they're like around shocking. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting around 500. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just kind of happy for Shohei. Um, seems like he's actually expressing a having lot more fun. emotion. Yeah, he's having yep. fun, exactly. Yeah, he is having fun. It looks like he's having fun. Uh, he almost clutched the walk off home run instead, it was a game tying double, and then uh, he had Rendon drive him home after that. Uh, he's like fist pumping. He's, you know, pitching well. He's shutting down the Red Sox in Boston. I don't think, I don't know if we covered that um, in our last pod, but he had what, 11 strikeouts through seven innings, no earned runs, no walks. I mean, his stuff is just nasty. And he's not even, because last year it was the splitter that was like kind of his out pitch. This year it's that slider that he's throwing to everyone. And it's like no one can hit that slide when it's on. When his slider's on, like, man, it, you know, no one can can touch him, especially when he's, you know, pumping 100. Um, but, yeah, really good things. And uh, I don't know. I know you guys like Judge, but, you know, Mike Trout is having is doing typical Mike, Mike <laughs> Trout things. Um, man, I, what? let me check his stats really quick. Because I know he's hitting, like, 300. He must have, like, nine home runs or something like that. He's hitting three. He's one behind hitting. Judge. Oh, he's one behind. Yeah, judge. and he has nine home runs. Nine home <laughs> runs, like damn. Um, <laughs> he's still the best player in baseball. Yeah, me. I guess he's still the best player in baseball. He missed pretty much the whole season last year with the hamstring, I think it was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's just doing typical Mike Trout things. Um, and yeah, so 
really exciting stuff for baseball. It's always good. You want to see the big teams do well, I think. Um, I just feel bad. I don't know if you guys know the Cincinnati Reds. Have you guys been following the Reds at all? I don't even know. Oh, man. I feel so bad for any Reds fans. Like, I mean, personally, I don't know any Reds fans. Um, but they are 6-24. and 24. <laughs> I, oh, There was some, like, I forgot where what the stat was or something. I think it was before tonight because they scored four runs tonight. It was, like, so far, like, the Bengals scored more points in January than the Reds oh had scored all season or something. Like that. It was, like, something. It was just so sad. Um, like, I don't even – I think they got Moustakis and even Hunter Green. He got lit up. I think the Dodgers touched him up. Um, it's like, man, they don't – oh, sorry, it wasn't – who, who was it? Someone – Oh, it was the Brewers. The Brewers absolutely lit him up. Oh, um, yeah. He's I supposed to – I mean, the Brewers scored – They had like 18 hits that game or something. Yeah, so in that first series, it was 6-3, 18-4, and then 10-5. I mean, it's just like kind of crazy. I, I feel so bad for the Reds fans. Like they sold all their good players. It must be so hard to have hope if you're a Reds fan. <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but you know what? Props to they're you. Trying guys, to, fans. They're competing with uh, Baltimore right now. <laughs> oh man, it is. No, 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 no. They're competing actually the Baltimore Sox. is not in they're last. Competing for the Red, the Red Sox. Sox are in last. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All you Red Sox fans can suck on that. <laughs> yeah, man. Red Sox, kind of a. I I mean I'm kind of surprised they're kind of disappointing like this. With that offense that they have, you know, um, but I think it's only a matter of time. They, they, you guys kind of know it too. I don't think they're gonna stay in last place. Um, they'll, they'll be there, you know, August, along with those, you know, those four juggernauts of the East. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll come back and uh, revisit that. But Angels, Angels, surprise team. I'm kind of surprised. Um, all right, well, before we finish off this pod, yeah, we're, we're coming up here at the end. Um, I don't know if there's any other baseball topics you guys wanted to, to go with right now, um, but I, th- I think that's pretty much it for the most part. Um, you know what, Matt? Why don't you just round us off here? Give us our uh, sports fact of the day. All right, so today is May 10th. And let's go back to 2018. So tennis topic. Not often we talk about tennis on this pod, but one of the legends, Rafael Nadal, he broke John McEnroe's record for successive set wins on a single surface. So for those of you that don't know, Rafael Nadal is known as the master on clay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he broke Diego. Oh no, yeah, he beat Diego Schwartzman at the Madrid Open. So he won fifty sets in a row. That's pretty Damn. incredible. Sets on clay, in a row? sets, sets, fifty. Yeah, McEnroe's record was forty-nine. Rafael beat that. That's that's insane. That's literally insane. Have you played on clay, Matt? 
or have you been like on a clay court? Are, do they even have those here? No, I don't I, think so. I've never understood like what does that even feel like? Like clay? Like is it like squishy or something? Like I really, <laughs> I don't, I don't even, I don't know. I we don't play tennis. Yeah, so. I don't know. I, I mean, not obviously the ground's not like squishy, but like what what makes clay so like like why even have a clay court? I I really don't understand. Like what's so what's the big deal or not big deal sorry but like what's like turf or grass right yeah like what what distinguishes clay i don't know whatever maybe i'll find (laughs) out ashley can educate me um and uh wait i know we talked about this earlier but since you're a uh uh alum uh or sorry not alum you're a A student you're still a current student still a student um the men's volleyball one of your friends right my boy went back to back uh yep NCAA uh, men's volleyball national champions. So go Bows, baby. Um, go Bows. Yeah, man. We got to. Are they keeping a lot of the same roster? Because they swept. Um, who did they play? Is it Long Beach? No. Santa, yeah. Is it the beach? No. Ball State? No, no, no. Ball State was the semis. Who's the one they It was always, Long Beach. Then. It's Long Beach, right? right? That's like the yeah, right. No, yeah, it was yeah. Long Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Long Beach is, is is the guy they always see at the end. Um, but now two years in a row, feeling good. And we swept them in the championship. So go Bows. You know, hopefully we can continue the, this good uh, UH vibes. I think the baseball team's still going, right? They're still do, they're still doing pretty well. Um, hopefully we can get keep that train going and let's ride it all the way throughout the summer into uh football with, with timmy chang um kind of excited to see how that goes i don't want to get my hopes up too high i don't know it's i think it's because they're giving us a lot more media i don't know if you like follow any of like the espn honolulu or like the rainbow warriors like instagram or twitter and stuff but they have like a lot of more mic'd up stuff now um they're just kind of giving us access to the players a lot more i don't know if it's like nil stuff but it's, you know, like, you know, when you start to see the players like that, it's, you know, gets you kind of hyped up. So uh, we lost a lot of guys, obviously, uh, not only to the draft, but to the transfer portal. Lost a lot of our uh, key guys, but we got a lot of key recruits back. <laughs> I don't think anybody got drafted. No. Uh, yeah. No. No, so no, no, no players got drafted, but I think, uh, let's see who signed. Um, oh, shoot. What is the tackle's name? Is it Ilm? Manning, um, did he sign? Oh man, I don't even know. I gotta look it up. One of the cornerbacks got signed. Um, nah, did Kelvin Turner get signed? Because I thought that was the guy who was gonna. You went to the? No, he went to he went to a rookie mini camp. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't remember. Um, football NFL draft. Let me just look this up real quick before we run out of time here. Um, so, so, no players were selected. Shocking. Oh, oh well. <laughs> well, you know what? That's that the UH way. The next year, if we got someone drafted, it'll be more than this year, right? So, <laughs> true, 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 true. You can only up. go up, right? It can only go up, exactly. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully we can ride that out um 
to a good season. But let's both, you know, good luck to the Yankees. Let's keep both of our positive baseball, you know, team vibes going. Uh, both of our teams are doing pretty good right now. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, well, Wade, thanks for joining us. Um, Thank you for having good, me. Good talk, good talk. We'll come back to more Yankee stuff later but um until next time thank you guys and we will see you guys later